1: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions, and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and today, We are speaking with Crystal Robinson Hershey, who is a passionate creator, impacting her community and abroad with her savvy business tact and distinct leadership abilities. Crystal has been a beacon of knowledge, leading corporate teams, both locally and regionally in education, business development, and mental health. She received both an undergraduate and graduate degree from HBCU Langston University. Crystal is no stranger to making huge waves in her community. As an advocate for positive self-care practices, coupled with mental health, Crystal transformed her career trajectory, developing Sage and Elm Apothecary, which launched in 2018 as a natural health and beauty provider. Since its conception, Sage and Elm Apothecary has increased sales to over 400%. The brand was spotted in SoSix Magazine, 2019 Business Spotlight, and received press coverage from Fox 25 News Station. Crystal relies on her deep cultural roots and expertise as the formula to success. She has managed to take her natural gifts and professional expertise to better serve those around her. While Crystal blazes her career, she also thrives as a supportive mother and loving wife. We're recording from GLOW Podcast Row in New York City, and we're here with the wonderful Crystal Robinson Hershey. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? (laughs) Crystal, you make me smile every time I see you. (laughs) You, you were just so radiant. You come in with a smile, but also your jackets are, are wonderful. Your color that you wear is just, it makes me feel happy. Oh, yay. That's the goal. <laughs> Bring on the color. So, Crystal, tell us about your company and where we can contact you. So, my company
0: is Sage and Elm Apothecary, and you can contact me on our website at www.sageandelmapothecary.com or my Instagram handle is Sage and Elm Apothecary, all spelled out in one word. It took a journey to get there, right? Yeah.
1: So let's talk about what did you do before you created your company? So prior
0: to creating Sage and Elm, I worked in education. Mm -hmm. And then also I worked in clinical mental health. So Sage and Elm Apothecary is really just a combination of those two worlds coming together.
1: I'm very familiar with education. Okay, so tell me how that happened. Oh, my
0: God. You know, one of my first careers, my first, first career was in the arts. I was a professional actor for a long time, and then once I finished with school, uh, and I worked great places like Disney and things like that, I decided to go into education because I wanted to bring the arts into education. So I worked for companies as a director and regional director in education, providing those materials for students and their families. But while I was there, I noticed the disconnect between the mental health needs and the families. So before we can work on you know, the basics, Of phonics and education we've got to get the needs met of these families and so um, it really really just lit the fire in me to connect to mental health services and so that was my other passion and so I decided to continue my work into the mental health field when I began my doctorate and Sage and Elm was rebranded and relaunched shortly into that program and I had to make a choice do I continue this program or do I continue with my business? And I decided to put my program on hold to continue Sage and Elm, because it was taking off at speeds that required me to make a decision. And I had to, and I don't regret it at all.
1: So education, Led you to mm-hmm. looking at the social emotional development and, and it was stunted. Uh huh. And so, what does your company do to help with you know the mental health or with the well being of people? Tell us about that.
0: Sage and Elm really gives my clients and consumers a chance to number one take time for themselves. So we talk about self care. We talk about meditation, how to bring herbs and plant into that process. Because society moves at such a alarming rate, people are busy, and they're pushed, and they're challenged, and they're exhausted. And the one simple thing they can do for themselves is to relax in the shower, in the bath, wherever that may be for them in the car. And so we make products that they can go on that journey with. And it's a journey. There is no end to it. There is no timeline. It is just simply a journey. And so it's allowing these plant-based
1: products to help them do the work on their own journey. I can already feel yeah. comfortable. I mean, oh, I love that. It yeah. does help me. Educators need this. I mean, I know everybody does. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, We need this because we don't practice self-care. In
0: education, you find this wonderful group of people who are serving others and providing a need, but they're pouring sometimes out of an empty cup. And so what I want to always do my best to give others is a journey on refilling their cup. You can't pour from an empty well. That's right. Let's take time for you. And some people will say, Crystal, I'm having trouble sleeping, or I just want to wash and take care of my face, or they want to condition their hair, or whatever that may be. Every product, I curate, grow, cultivate, and partner with other local growers to put herbs and plants in each product by hand to get you where you want to be and it's simple and it's affordable and that's another reason why I was very very conscious of making affordable plant-based products I don't want a consumer to have to choose between gas in their car and a great quality plant-based product because it's overpriced and sometimes in the industry you see that where products are so overpriced people don't feel that it's tangible I want it to be tangible for people of all economical backgrounds mm-hmm. and educators work the hardest and oftentimes are paid the least for the amount of work they put in. So I have a special place in my heart for educators and for people, too, yeah. you know, I really do. So, yeah.
1: So do you feel like you have to educate people about these herbs Oh, absolutely. And so tell me about that process, because it doesn't seem like you just sell these products. You're oh, no. so invested in the people. And, <laughs> wait, hold on. Maybe you need a little massage. Maybe you need a little <laughs> therapy. Well, you
0: know, I'll ask them, you know, when they when they approach me, because, you know, when my products are available, they're colorful, and there are plants growing out of the top of them, and it's a smorgasbord for the senses, and I go, touch it, and people's eyes light up. They go, I can touch it? absolutely you can touch it because that's the beginning of the journey Mm -hmm. I want your senses to go to different places so let them touch and feel open and smell have that experience because that number one you're going to relax and then you get to shop and touch and we make over 60 different varieties of soap that doesn't include the oils or the tinctures or the salves and so in that moment they're relaxing and I go what do you want to work on what are we doing today They might say, oh, I just want to buy some great soap. What do you have new this week? so it's educating them. And number one, first asking them, what do you want to do? I am not here to tell you what to do.
1: I'm here to be your guide on the journey. I really like that because you're so interested in your clients. Now, you have a passion for this. Where does that come from?
0: Oh, you know, I had an amazing great grandmother that taught me so much about herbs and about plants. And she would create concoctions from a variety of things. And she would put them on me if I was feeling ill and it would work like you wouldn't believe, you know.
1: Amazing. And so it was amazing. I just had mix. I'm sorry. Listen,
0: <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm healed like I just felt like a whole new person and so as I got older and I didn't stick to that because you know you might be a teenager in your 20s and you're moving through life but I always came back to those simple methods and she would give me all of these unique little tins of products and so as I continued in life I got to work with tribes and other people and they would show me these beautiful things that they would use to help get them through their journeys of life and wellness and just balance and their spiritual connection their emotional connection and mental health those things all go together on your journey of wellness so right. for me I'm just passionate about connecting people to those but I think we have to make it something that's approachable for people who are in the infant stages of that journey right you know not everybody knows the different herbs that can do different things so we start off with something simple like lavender but I'm gonna get you a variety that you've never experienced before you know
1: I, I believe
0: you yeah like you're
1: looking at me and I'm like I need to get some of this stuff I love it you know, all those herbs and aromatic, um it just makes me happy. So just looking at you and I see your passion, not only your passion for your products, but also your passion for people mm-hmm. and that connection that you can easily make, you know, with people. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I'm curious, where did you grow up?
0: So I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and I now reside in Oklahoma City.
1: Was your great grandmother from there as well? No, I mean, so
0: where I- did you... I have a very rich Southern family. Okay. My mother is originally from Beaumont, Texas, and my family's kind of this combination of Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama. My father's from Mobile, Alabama, uh, which is where my great-grandmother lived, and she owned all these amazing restaurants. Oh, I'll tell you something funny. When we were little, my aunt would come in the house, and she would go, shh, be quiet. It's hiding." what's hiding (laughs) and then she'd open the cabinet and my grandmother had these beautiful mushrooms growing under the cabinet and she would make tea out of them but my aunt would tease us and tell us they had heartbeats but literally they grow kabuka grows and she would grow it in the dark under bowls and they would get larger and she would extract the kabuka and you would drink it and it was beautiful and I'll never forget that you feel better
1: and you feel oh my god
0: I mean, it's got enough probiotics to get some stuff moving and going. Um, But it was wonderful. And it was experiences like that. So I'm just so grateful for growing up with a lot of my family in the South and a lot of the Southern traditions with herbs and plants and tinctures and salves, um, because it taught me so much about how the earth constantly gives back to us. And I had to try to make that palatable in business to make it a product that was
1: approachable for all people. Right. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. Everyone has a voice, whether expressed or dormant, and Master Your Swag podcast was created to help you showcase your voice. It's a unique platform that affords high-level opportunity seekers like yourself, whether you're seeking a job, a client, or a partner, the chance to feature your insights, knowledge, expertise, experience, passion, and vision. And deliver your message to prospective employers, clients, or partners. It's an opportunity to connect your voice to your brand, to glow and get noticed. So when you send out that resume, that proposal, or that important email, you attach a unique link that will connect the recipient directly to your episode on Master Your Swag podcast. You connect your voice to your resume, to your brand. And get noticed. Go to MasterYourSwag.com to claim your spot on Master Your Swag Podcast. That's MasterYourSwag.com. So how does your family respond to what you're doing? Uh, You know, recently I saw
0: my father and he called me Little Ella. And that just touched my heart because that was my great-grandmother's name. And we were best friends. And it just meant the world to me because she she was an entrepreneur. Uh And because she owned so many restaurants and worked so hard and came from a background of people who were not always the most well-educated because, like I said, she was my great-grandmother. Her mother and her uncles, they were all slaves. Mm. And so it taught me how to do so much with so little. And so I just always feel an honor to uplift those who came before me and to carry their desires forward in all the work that I do
1: you're representing in such an incredible way crystal robinson Her, she. now someone who's new never tried any of these products what should they start with oh
0: i would say kind of you know keep it simple right
1: start with a hydrating soap
0: and a moisturizer and then i think the next step is something simple and clean like a mask we create a phenomenal clay mask i do a, a lot of variations on the mask but we have an original Stick there. Stick with a cleansing, conditioning soap that we make and stick with a moisturizer. We have a new one out that's beautiful. It's called Bay and it's made with rich citrus and limes and hibiscus flowers. And it just smells like a dream. And men and women alike love it and they buy it and they're just addicted to it. So I want it to be something that people can just simply enjoy. You know, it's not overwhelming, but it's accommodating.
1: Now, what advice would you give someone who's interested in looking or doing this type of business?
0: Do your research. Find out what the market is in need of and create it. And I would say don't be so quick to commercialize or mass produce your product. Continue it on a small scale. There's a huge growth in the wellness industry. What people are looking for are artisanal goods. They want things made by artisans with their hands, knowing the passion and what you put in it. They are coming back because of you. They can buy a bottle of oil anywhere, but they choose to buy yours because of you and because of the quality. So do your research, find out what's the most popular in your area, and how do you make that unique to you and where you are? And so I think that's number one. Do your homework and execute a significant plan on how you're going to get this out to the masses and how you're gonna always offer a high quality product because you only get one shot. And so if you don't offer a high quality product, what's the likelihood of that customer coming back to you?
1: Ben, How long have you been doing this? I've been
0: making product for almost seven years. I did a rebrand and relaunch a year ago. So we wiped the slate clean and started over. Best step I ever made. Really? But it is how we've been able to grow our business over 400% over last year. was to wipe the slate clean and start over.
1: So let's talk about that because sometimes that needs to happen and some people are afraid to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say, number one, I had to look at my name. I changed the name of my company. I changed my formulations. I changed the image of the embodiment of what I wanted to project in my business. I changed everything. The only thing that stayed the same is that I wanted to offer products that could be used by individuals for their home, their pet, and their body. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was the only thing that stayed the same. Everything else started over. And I had to because I had goals of where I wanted to be numbers wise. And I knew the only way to get there was to remain focused on the fact that I wanted to offer the products. But how could I make my products different? And so the rebrand and relaunch has just been a struggle. It's been difficult because with it comes new challenges. I mean, people know you. but What is this? What business is this? You know, they don't know this. You've got to put it out there morning, noon, and night. I have to
1: eat, sleep, and breathe it. Now, we talked about that. We talked a little bit about how it's like a baby. Oh, my God. It's like having a baby. Yeah. And your baby cries and All it the needs time. to be fed. All the time.
0: <laughs> All and the nurture. time. You do, you nurture it. With the emails, the phone calls, the organizing, I am known to be a little hard on myself. And Wait, I do
1: you practice self care? Listen, I do practice I mean, practice you look self-care. great.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the vegetables and the plants, they oh, do the yeah. hard work. <laughs> And the because you're radiant. Thank you. Uh But I also believe in investing in therapy. You need that, especially when you're a leader and you're growing anything on any level. You need time for yourself. So I believe in therapy. I invested in myself. But when it comes to business, I'm very strategic. I am a leader. For me, sage and apothecary means the world to me, but it is my brand. And so I have to be very strategic in where I place it who we're reaching out to, and how I'm driving those products. And that means having multiple products. For example, not everybody wants to use a bar of soap. You have a lot of people who love a liquid. We offer a body wash. We offer a foaming body wash. So you have to be versatile and be able to pivot with the needs of people who are your consumers.
1: And you represent great grandmother. Uh You represent her well. How many products did you start with?
0: I started my business with one main product and it was soap. and for me, what I did to be more unique in that approach is I offered a variety. So initially I made you know anywhere from six to 12 different types of soap now we're up to over 60 and so that way I stood apart because yeah I have this product but look at the variety I have in this product Mm -hmm. because I had to master it and then I had to go ahead and then I added other products to my line over time and so for me I believe that you have to be very versatile in whatever you're offering when you have a product-based company and you have to be consistent you have to consistently show up. And so all year round, we're at different shows and farmer's markets and events. We travel a bit. So multiple times a week outside of our website and outside the retail stores that we're in, we are boots on the ground getting our product in front of consumers.
1: And so your baby's like a teenager now? Oh, my God, honey.
0: <laughs> and you know they need you again when they become teenagers. They're like five-year-olds okay, all over again. You got to watch them. It's a lot.
1: So you mentioned a couple of words that are really, really good for when you describe an entrepreneur and what you're going through or what you've gone through is to be versatile, to be consistent. Mm -hmm. I also think of when I look at you, someone who is persistent, Mm -hmm. because it's not an easy market. And also quality, resiliency. Talk about resiliency in starting a company like this. You
0: know, I'll tell you that there are going to be a lot of long nights and early mornings. There are nights baby. where, listen, that baby was up. I was literally making product for shows at 1, 2, and 3 in the morning. Or I would have made product and got a huge order in that night that I didn't expect that was coming. And I had to fill it. And then I had to turn around and still have product ready for the next day for maybe another major show that I was going to do. So I was up all night. Those are the hard times that a lot of entrepreneurs forget to show when you're up at night, when you're printing things off, when you're getting into the printer, when you're shipping, when you're literally in there, t-shirt and jeans on, and you're creating product. And I don't ever want to forget the beginnings of how that started, even as I began to bring on people within my company, because I am never too good to stand next to you and to make. Love that. That's um, leadership. Yeah. A good leader gets in the trenches with you. And um, I find that in business, when we're pitching and we're discussing business and investors are approaching, that I have to be strong, but be laser focused on the goal and not ever allow anybody else to make me feel like because I am a woman, I am second. I am equally as strong as any man. And the vision for my company, we are a brand. We are a lifestyle brand. And so that's important. And you have to be focused on your goals and your objectives. And you have to be able to move the ebbs and flows of the industry. And sometimes people become so focused only on their vision, they forget that the industry is changing. Whatever industry you're in, it's like going rafting. It's going to turn. It's going to flow. You need to pay attention to the trends. Are you watching social media? Are you watching marketing? Are you reading articles that show you where these trends are going? You've got to see ahead
1: of the curve, you know? Yes. And so Crystal, what's the vision for your company? It's grown, it's doing great, what's next?
0: Oh, what's next? I think that we're going to be definitely going even more into lifestyle and engaging with consumers one-on-one more in media and giving them more products they can have in their home in general. So it was self-care, it's for the body, now you're expanding Mm -hmm. to take care of the environment. Yeah, into their home and also working with others on how to expand their own businesses. Because Sage and Elm was started with such a humble budget to begin with. I mean, I think our first go round seven years ago started with less than $100. The second relaunch on rebranding started with less than $1,500. And so I want to be able to teach others how to do that for themselves, but show them how to do it with a tangible, product. I offer classes to teach you how to make product. People can book on my website for that. But also teaching business owners the basics of business. How do we get back to the basics? Teaching them how to sell their product. What are some pitfalls? What are some simple things like, you know, the finances and how to read a P&L statement, how to project growth, uh, things like that. Those are some things I want to continue to do and expand. So my vision for Sage and Elm is to grow our brand with the media mm. and within the home and the space because we grow with you. That's the beauty of plants. I love that.
1: Now, as we wrap up here, we talked a little bit about leadership. How important is it to grow your leadership as you grow your company?
0: I don't think as a leader, you can ever stop investing in yourself. I feel that as a leader, you never just arrive. I spent a great deal of my career in leadership and managing teams of people, very large, large teams of people, multiple hundreds of people. And that can be a lot on a daily operational level. And so I felt that it's important as a leader to listen. So the same way I listen to those who were on my team that I had the honor to serve and stand next to, I listen to my consumers. I listen to people who say, hey, I want to carry your product, but my customers like this. Well, let's tailor make that for what your customers need. And so for me, leadership means always listening and always being ready for the change, but investing in skills to have the foresight and vision
1: to execute what's needed. And I think you do that really well. And another thing you do well is that as a leader, you value the people around you. As you come in the room, you connect with people and you listen to their story. You're very good at that. So I want to thank you for this time, your energy, your aura. It's been so wonderful. I've been smiling most of the time and you make me smile. I love that. So thank you so much. It's been such an honor to connect with you today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Hello, leaders. In closing, here's a quick message.